0: up west georgia it's time for the podcast powered by coffee and mountain dew the morning five with bryce sparling and billy Lindall. good morning west georgia welcome in to another edition of the morning five podcast it is thursday july 28th and today's podcast is presented by the
1: parian lawyers nobody wakes up thinking man i hope i hire a lawyer today but hey
0: Billy, today's national day. We have two.
1: Chili Dog Day. I'm in. Down with some chili dogs. 100% in for some chili dogs. So good. Um, I, and I'm I'm very, very basic. So, like, I know a lot of You, people...
0: like, you like, like, pumpkin lattes and stuff?
1: <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> like uh, the chili dogs. And chili and, you know, multiple... Different condiments. Oh, just give me chili and the chili and chili and the dog and the bun, and I'm happy. I don't. I don't. I got you. Simple man. Or, or, you know, catch up on with it. You know, nothing. Nothing like that. Just give me just great chili dogs.
0: That uh, that can be appreciated being a simple man. I if if I eat a hot dog, I chili is definitely one of those things that I have to have on it. Chili, mustard onions slaw it almost has to make me forget that i'm eating a, a hot dog um but i i, I can do it chi- i'll do a chili dog every now and then i'm not adverse to a chili dog uh that's what i usually get when we go to the varsity um that's uh that's kind of I'm trying to think if i've ever had anything else at the varsity actually other than a chili dog or you know the whatever they call the
1: everything dog there with slaw and all that crap on it uh uh-huh. that's, that's usually good. what I- really good and uh cookout chili dogs are really good too
0: I've only been. To, you talking about the the fast food restaurant cookout? Yeah, yeah. I've been. I've only been there once. Now it was down in Albany, Georgia, and I had a terrible experience. I've never gone back. I need to give it another shot. Um, but yeah, the kids and Emily absolutely love the varsity. I went there so many times as a kid after Braves games. Like I'm almost burnt out on it, uh, but I can appreciate. The uh, uh, frosted orange is undefeated as a drink. I, I do love that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, chili dog. Yeah. Uh, and, and then National Milk Chocolate Day, Billy. Are you a fan of milk chocolate?
1: Yeah, I can do that too. Go.
0: I, I like uh, I like dark chocolate a little bit more. Um, it's got like a uh, like a bitter taste to it that I enjoy, but uh, I can appreciate some dark some uh, some milk chocolate as well. I thought I thought it said chocolate milk when I was reading it earlier this week, uh, which you know I am down for some chocolate milk. But milk chocolate, milk chocolate day, and chili dog day. Go have a chili dog today. And a little bit of milk chocolate. Uh, Braves last night, unfortunately, did fall to the Phillies 7-2. to Charlie Morton, just one of those meh outings again. You know what I mean? He's had a bunch of those this year, I feel like. Yep. Uh, five innings pitched, six hits, five runs, four earned. Uh, he had a throwing error that was because uh, one of the unearned runs was, I believe, his throwing error. And then in the same inning, Robinson Cano also had a fielding error uh, so two errors in one inning, a bit of an uncharacteristic night for the Braves. Two walks, five Ks. Not great from old Charlie out there.
1: No, he didn't. You know, the first four innings, he was okay. Um, he was kind of battling, but that fifth inning, just he unraveled. It was five runs. Four, all five of his runs came in the fifth inning, and it was just it was not a good... And, and that just seems to be what... You, what Charlie Morton is like, uh, there there seems to be, if you look at his outings, he'll, he'll battle throughout three, four, five innings sometimes and not give up any runs or one or two runs total. And then there's just this one just God awful inning that he gives up. That's just his bad inning. And he's got one bad inning and and we've got to figure out and Snit's got to figure out (laughs) when to pull him before that bad inning actually hits. And it's hard to, it, it, it almost goes cyclical
0: for Charlie Morton. I mean, you look at his outings in June. He had two with two earned runs, one with no earned runs, seven innings pitched, and then he had two with four earned runs. And then you look at his July, it's almost the exact same. Last night he had five earned runs. He had an outing against the Mets where he had five earned runs. Also had two outings against LA and Cincy, where he gave up no earned runs and pitched a total of thirteen innings. And then he had one where he went seven innings and pitched uh, two earned runs versus Washington. So it's I mean it's it's almost cyclical that he'll have two amazing outings in a month, two really bad outings in a month, and two mid-level outings in a month. It's it's kind of crazy how uniformed that has been. But we definitely need to get Charlie going and have more of the uh, five or four or less run outings for the Braves because he is going to be pivotal down the stretch for us. Uh, the Braves offense fell asleep again last night. Olsen's two run shot. The only bright spot along with a two for four day for Eddie Rosario. Uh, Riley's hitting streak does come to an end as well. I believe that was at 18 games, I think. Yeah, was where he was at. Yeah, uh, 18 games and the Braves get a day off today. Uh, for heading back home for a three-game set with the Diamondbacks, and then after the three-game set with the Diamondbacks, we do face those Metropolitans, who we are four games back, four games back in the lost column now. Of them, uh, need to make up some ground against the Diamondbacks. Of course, I guess how many? What, what did I say that series with the Mets was? Five games, something like that.
1: Game series with the Mets, yeah.
0: You know, if we can, if we can get within three. Uh, theoretically, if we sweep the Mets, we can pass them. So we got to get some. We got to get some wins against the Diamondbacks and cut that deficit a little bit. Dropping two against the Phillies is not something that I expected to be worrying about. Billy, we're three games
1: back right now. I know you said four in the loss column, but three games back right now. Um, you know we've got a, a butt ton of games against the Mets, the Phillies, and the and I think the Marlins down the stretch um against our division regardless but and let's not forget what next uh, tuesday is so let's it's it's double a's time here so uh we have the trade deadline next tuesday is is the trade deadline so we're something is going to change i have a feeling because i double a just can't sit on his on his hands um there's we need help we need help in left field, especially with Adam Duval being, being out. Yeah, that was, that
0: kind of stuck. That is not something that I expected to see. When I saw he had a wrist injury, I was like, oh, you know, maybe a couple of days, a week or so, out for the year. Yeah. Um,
1: you know, he may look into starting pitching. Um, you know, no offense to Charlie, but we can't have that. Luke. Well, you're getting
0: old, uh, old Cuzzy back soon. Yeah. Uh, oh my god who's the starting pitcher we're getting back soon soroka soroka yeah oh my really are we blank.
1: because uh isn't he doing rehab stints i mean i haven't seen anything about the rehab stints that's the that's the question it's so it, mm. there's, there's a lot of things that need to need to happen and i think double should be making these phone calls yeah, I agree, man. I I know, I know you
0: said we need a left fielder, but I would go out for a right fielder and make him play left, or have one of our right fielders play left field. Uh, there's a there's a pretty good right fielder on the trade block inside of our division, so um, bring Juan Soto to Atlanta.
1: No, not happening. bring, bring Juan right. Soto to Atlanta. Bring bring Juan Soto to Atlanta. I'm okay with it, but I'm. Again, that's that's like Shohei Otani. Like we, you're to- right. <laughs> we'd have to trade so much.
0: <laughs> no, we- we'd have to trade Michael Harris and half a Gwinnett, or maybe all of Gwinnett.
1: Oh, see, and that uh, that was what I was saying. I'll I'll give up the entire Gwinnett Stripers team. Like uh, you can have the AAA affiliate. We don't use it. Go ahead, go ahead and use AAA. Yeah, there you go. We uh, have it. We'll put a
0: statue out there for you.
1: Give me Shohei Otani Gives me a, a starter and a outfielder that I can put in left field. So you know And a DH
0: too, if you need that. If he needs like a a blow in the field. Yeah. All right, Billy, we continue our NFL preview today. We wrap up the NFC South with the hometown Atlanta Falcons. Last season the Falcons went into it adamantly saying that they were not rebuilding. Well, that same sentiment can't be preached this year. Uh, There's really no other way to look at this roster than a rebuilding year, I think. Uh, A rebuilding and a growth year for the coaching staff and the players on this young squad. Uh, The offseason saw the departure of the Falcons' greatest all-time quarterback, and if you disagree with me, I will fight you in real life. Uh, Matt Ryan departed for the Colts after the Deshaun Watson debacle, which, when you saw it all happen you thought, man, how mishandled was that? And now that the whole Deshaun Watson stuff has dropped down, he's in court, et cetera, et cetera, all I can think about is, man, Atlanta dodged a bullet there. Thank Probably no. a best-case scenario there in hindsight. Uh, Atlanta did draft rookie quarterback Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati to serve as the backup to recently signed Marcus Mariota. I don't think Desmond Ritter is going to be a backup very long. I think uh, Marcus Mariota is going to start the season as the quarterback or as the starting quarterback. Billy, uh, o- over under week five as Desmond Ritter becoming the starter at quarterback for the Falcons.
1: Over. Really? Yeah, I think it's going to be closer to midseason. Uh, okay. A- so
0: so you have faith in that offensive line that they can protect Ooh. Marcus Mariota for more than five weeks? There's a
1: Carolina game <laughs> midseason around week. Eight, I want to say um, somewhere around there. And it, there, well, it's it's Carolina, then it, somebody else. And then Carolina again on a Thursday. Yeah, it's uh,
0: Carolina on October 30th. The Chargers on November 6th and then Carolina November 10th on a Thursday. Yeah, right around there,
1: I think would be a good time
0: okay I'm gonna go I'm gonna go San Francisco October 16th that is week one two three four five that's week six so I'm gonna go I guess I'll go over as well um October 16th at home versus San Francisco that's when I think Desmond Ritter will take over quarterback duties and who knows Marcus Mariota may come out and play really well and Marcus Mariota starts all year that's yeah, that's a that's a possibility Marcus Mariota is not a crappy quarterback he's he's not one of the top 32 he's not a starter in the NFL but he's a serviceable quarterback he's decent
1: uh, the before we keep moving yep. you're talking about rebuilding here did you happen to see the comments that um our, our wonderful new tight end said yesterday no because no. uh yeah i think we're definitely playoff contenders we may we may contend for the super bowl oh no oh yeah oh
0: no oh yeah uh, so, well i mean What do you want him to say? You don't want him to go out there and say, yeah, we suck and we're rebuilding. You want him to have a little confidence, even if it's fake confidence for the media. I don't don't mind that too much, I guess. I don't think he actually believes they're going to contend for a playoff or a uh, Super Bowl. Um, But speaking of the young tight end, that's one of the bright spots for the Falcons on offense. They do have bright spots. I mean, the offense isn't all doom and gloom. Tight end phenom Kyle Pitts is back and still looking for his first touchdown on American soil utility back Cordero Patterson who plays just about anything and everywhere they ask him to is back and he was quoted uh, a couple days ago I don't remember if it was yesterday or the day before saying that he has had more fun playing with the Falcons than he ever has in the NFL he feels like he's a boy again learning to love football and he said he wants to retire a Falcon so whether that's lip service or not it's great to hear out of honestly you're probably only bright spot on offense last year uh pairing him with rookie t- or uh tight end phenom Kyle Pitts and rookie wide receiver Drake London who they drafted out of USC in the first round this year. It'll be interesting to see what they do with those three guys plus the new quarterback in there. Um, It's a really pivotal year you would think with this offense with how young they are there needs to be a lot of growth this year for the offense. Um, Production and numbers wise that almost falls to the wayside but you want to see a lot of maturity and a lot of growth in this offense that has a lot of young
1: studs who could be stars in two or three years. Yeah, the development of the younger players needs to happen. And that's something that I'm not sure really happened in the previous regimes. And this has meant no offense to Mike Smith or, you know, Dan Quinn or anybody like that, but development of younger players needs to happen. And that, it, especially offensive linemen, we never really developed offensive linemen during either one of those regimes. In my opinion, it was just, let's throw this in here and, and hope it sticks. Um, so and sp- and
0: speaking oh, of offensive linemen, Billy, yeah. that's got to be the biggest question mark on offense. The offensive line last year was the worst I saw in all of football, not just the NFL, like literally all of football that I watched last year between high school, college and NFL. Uh, Despite the horrendous season, though, last year, the O-line remains largely unchanged. So this kind of goes back to your point, Billy. Can those offensive linemen, uh, you know, advance and get better? And I I don't know, man. I I feel like they should have made wholesale changes in the offensive line, but they didn't. They stuck with largely who they had last
1: year. We got to see some progression out of those guys. I think there's two set spots. On the offensive line um jake being one of them on the left side and then um on the right side as well the um right tackle chris lindstrom yes yeah um i think those are the only two spots that are really set in stone uh the other three uh, just no we do not have anything set in stone just find something <laughs> plug and
0: play Your find somebody spot. put somebody there find something uh, on defense, the Falcons did see the departure of their top tackler from last year in Foyer Uh but re-up Grady Jarrett, and they do return one of the game's best DBs in A.J. Terrell. Uh, probably a top-five DB, honestly, in the entire NFL. He's a young kid, too. Dude is an absolute stud. one of the One of the best defenders, probably the best defender, on this Falcons team for this year
1: saw a list that he was 10th in the nfl and i'm like that's stupid it's grossly underrated
0: <laughs> well that's um, that's as dumb as them not rating achille ringo as one of the top dbs in the ncaa i saw that list the other day too and achille ringo wasn't in the top dbs i'm like he might be number one i'm not even gonna like he's clearly inside the top 10 might be number one aj terrell there's no way A.J. Terrell is outside the top five DBs in the NFL. The kid is an absolute stud. Uh, the Falcons' biggest hole last year on defense was the lack of sacks. Atlanta finished last in the NFL in sacks, could not put any pressure on the quarterback, and that is not a recipe for success, especially when you have a DB as talented as A.J. Terrell. You want to compliment him with a nice pass rush. That way you can rush the quarterback and hopefully – Uh, equate to more interceptions by the young stud Uh, they got to get a better pass rush I don't know if they're gonna do it this year but because they haven't added a ton of firepower on the outside but getting to the quarterback might be more scheme wise they've got to put more pressure on the quarterback this year if they want to succeed on defense
1: go ahead and tell me a player that we've had on the outside that has been an absolute stud for the Falcons
0: um um Steven
1: Shuttlemeister. Yeah, no. There hasn't been. (laughs) The Falcons have continued to throw in people that mean absolutely nothing. I mean, last year was Dante Fowler. I'm sorry. He's not... He wasn't that player. He he was a good secondary player for the Los Angeles Rams before we brought him in and gave him that big contract. He wasn't that player for us. And he shouldn't have been paid that... He was grossly overpaid.
0: They're- Didn't y'all have a young kid from Clemson a couple of years ago that was decent? Vic Beasley, maybe. No, Let's- oh. I-, I don't remember. I don't. I don't feel like it was Vic Beasley. I feel like- I feel like the last name was longer. I don't remember who it was though. Now, but no, I mean you're right. I mean the- I can't think of the last. Stud outside linebacker a defensive end that that the Falcons have had that was a great pass rusher. I don't
1: know. I, the, I seriously yeah. have no idea. Two of our head or two head coaches that go, Mike Smith said, "Oh, sacks are, sacks are not important. We just got to move the quarterback off that spot."
0: Bull crap. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> good
1: seems like a cover up for
0: we don't have anybody that can sack the quarterback exactly. The, <laughs> uh, um. uh, the Falcons right now are thirty first in the preseason power rankings. They have the tenth hardest schedule in the nfl and billy i predict they will go seven and ten and arthur smith will remain one of the most underrated coaches in the nfl
1: i hope so man i really do um seven and ten would be the same as last year um i just i don't want us to luck up and and win some games like we need some we need some depth unfortunately you know, as as much as I want to see as many games won as possible, but there just comes a time where, you know, a few years ago as a Braves fan, you're like, Okay, yeah, these seasons suck, but it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. Um, after this rebuild. So and it did. So hopefully the same thing can happen with the with the Falcons. And I actually do have some
0: breaking news right now. I don't know. No, uh, no, 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 no! It's nothing. It, it's bad for me. It's gonna make me sad. It's gonna make Matt Ridgway sad. Uh, Sebastian Vettel, longtime F1 driver, has announced his retirement at the end of this season. Oh no! Oh. That's uh, I knew it was coming, man. He's he's old. I love Seb Vettel. Um, damn, not not how I wanted to start off my Thursday. <laughs> it's one of those things you knew was coming. You didn't want to read it. Yeah. Um, Billy, I got a special segment here for us: buy or sell natty contenders. Now I'm not going to include the three contenders that are automatic buys. I, I think both of us would buy Georgia. I know we would both buy Ohio State and I think both of us would buy Alabama, right?
1: Uh, I don't know if I'd buy Ohio, oh. State, but I mean, yeah. Okay. Okay. I can't jump on it. And like you know what I mean? Like I I'm, yeah. I'm a huge Buckeye fan, always will be, but I just can't especially I need to see what what the defense looks like before buying. I'm not going to disagree with you there. I'm
0: not going to disagree with you there for sure. Um, but buy or sell the outside of the top three. I'm just going to run down a couple teams. And you tell me buy or sell. And if you want to, you can tell me why you're buying or selling. Or if you don't want to, you don't have to. Clemson. Sell. So, yep,
1: same. I have zero faith in DJ Uolanda. DJ U needs to give me a lot more than he has. And he hasn't shown me anything. And you need a good quarterback. Or at least a serviceable quarterback. Look at what Setson Bennett is. He's serviceable. Sorry, he's not. He's not great. He's just good.
0: Um, he's good enough. Yeah, he's good enough, and he does what was asked of him. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, Texas A and M. I'm sorry. I I am buying. I am buying West. Texas A and M. I, I am buying Texas a and I think they are going to be legit this year, and I definitely think that they could
1: win a national championship. Here's the thing. Uh, Texas A&M yeah. beat Alabama last year. Do you not think that Alabama has them circled on their calendar? I don't know, dude. Is this is Nick Saban going downhill?
0: Is he been taking after the past year? I mean, he lost the national championship last year. Yeah. Might be losing, might be losing some of that uh, mojo. Notre Dame, buy or sell? I'm
1: gonna go sell too. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy Notre Dame. I'm buying Notre Dame. I need to see. I know Marcus Freeman has their defense unlocked, but their offense needs to give me a little bit more. I'm
0: buying Notre Dame because of Marcus Freeman, and they got old family quarter of coach out of there, moron. I'm buying Notre Dame. Utah, buy yourself. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that offense is going to be electric, like it was against Ohio State in the bowl game. The defense cannot stop anybody. I am selling Utah, Michigan.
1: Um, so, mostly because of the same. Once again, we are in agreements. Mostly because of the same reason for Texas AM. If you do not believe that Ohio State is gunning for the game this year you're out of your freaking mind um, they do not have they lost their two major defensive linemen um, they were top but first round
0: uh, uh, yeah definitely first round I forget where um Obagi went so yeah I I think uh, that's a sell. Yep, I am 100 percent right there with you, Oklahoma.
1: Sell. I'm sorry, like most of these are going to be sell for me. Like I, I, I just don't can't buy into these teams being good. Um, who's going to be quarterback? Um, what's what's the defense going to look like under the new head coach because of his defensive minded? Um, how are they going to do and? in the new big 12 I don't, I don't know i'm also selling oklahoma by the way yeah i agree usc see this one is the one thing i would probably see, <laughs> buy too. I too i don't i have a better feeling for lincoln riley at usc and him turning usc around into a contender a lot faster than i would the others
0: i am also buying usc New quarterback out there, new head coach. I think Lincoln Riley is in a perfect position. I think he's going to bring USC back to prominence in college football. The last one we're going to wrap up with, Billy, is Texas. This year's sell.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think they I think they are. Um, where Sark is going with Texas is is getting there. He may be bringing Texas back, but this year, no, it's a sell. I like the recruiting that he's doing there.
0: I think uh, there's there's a massive amount of talent in Texas and he needs to close the borders and do a better job of recruiting Texas kids and not letting them go out of state. I think Sark is the guy to do it. I think Texas and USC finally have the guys in place that are going to bring those programs back to prominence in the national landscape of college football. I'm buying USC this year, but I am selling Texas. But I will buy, if I could take a future stock on Texas, I would do that because I think they are going to be Competitive in the next three to five years. Yes,
1: absolutely. All right, Bryce, let's get to the Marine test scoreboard from last night. Uh, in the National League East, Dodgers beat the Nats seven to one. Way to go, Nats, just falling and letting the Dodgers rub your belly. Uh, the Dodgers. The Reds beat the Marlins five to three, and the Mets beat the Yankees three to two. Way to go, Yankees getting swept by the Mets. What a waste of.
0: Oh. Mm. Uh, the the Yankees, honestly, I think the Yankees since June first, go look at their schedule and go look at their run differential. They are not playing good baseball right
1: now, and they just made a trade too, if I'm not mistaken, overnight. Oh really? I didn't see that. An attendee, I think. Oh, wow,
0: wow, wow. Well, we're gonna trade for Juan Soto, so it doesn't matter what they do. Uh,
1: in in high school softball, Bremen beat Chapel Hill in both scrimmages, six to two and eight to nothing. Um, they've got three different scrimmages. One's going to be a, or two of them are going to be split, split scrimmages tonight. Um, they have see Mount Zion hard County and LaGrange, uh, today at uh, four and six at Carroll County rack. These are umpire trainings, games, apparently. So, um, it'll be, it'll be good to just, if you're out there, just go out and see them, um. And, and what is this again, Billy? Read it for me one more
0: time. What's that? What sport, what sport is this? What are we talking about? Ooh, high school softball. softball? Let's go. High school. It is so good. It is so good to hear those words after a long summer of no high school sports. We have high school sports report on now. I am so excited. After months of no high school sports, we finally have high school sports starting back again. Next Friday,
1: I think we start for real
0: we do indeed yes uh, i was looking at just uh I know Bremen does uh who voice cracked a little bit there they uh they open up Bremen opens up next friday at four thirty p.m against the carotone trojans nice opening game Let's go man. yeah i i'm excited man high school sports starting back we got softball starting we have volleyball starting football is going to start in a little while Oh, man, this is this is my favorite part of the year. It's still hot, and everybody knows I love hot weather, and we have high school starting back. That's well, the best, best
1: part of the year. Today?
0: Is that where we're at? Uh, Should be, yeah, I believe. I, I forgot to write it down. It's somewhere game. around there. Yes, 22. 22 games.
1: 22 days. All right, Uh, more Stumpet events, uh, Stumpet Games and Events calendar Uh, in the National League East. Reds versus Marlins and Pirates versus the Phil's and that's your epic games and events calendar,
0: Billy. You need another cup of coffee this morning, really man.
1: No. Let's do it. Another
0: cup of coffee, brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strawn with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Billy, do you know who is going to work with Hannah Strawn today to possibly sell their house? Uh, hopefully
1: not the Sparlings. My mother? Oh, really?
0: Yeah, yeah. She is meeting Hannah today at her, uh, you know, her digs over on Port Drive. Um, she's pretty much living down in Noonan now. So, uh, yeah, Miss Hannah Strong might be selling uh, one of my childhood homes cool. there in Douglas County. Yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, Billy, I didn't see this report yesterday. You put this on the sheet. I, I, this this is terribly, terrible news. Andrew Jones' son, first-round pick. Drew Jones could miss the remainder of his first professional season after chef suffering a in,
1: uh, shoulder injury? In batting practice oh no he felt something in batting practice in his second and last swing of the of of his batting practice a couple days ago and they've shut him down um <sighs> that's awful excuse me my turn for the to I crack <laughs> for the <laughs> voice cracking. Uh, <laughs> they shouldn't know more but uh as of right now he is shut down for the foreseeable future and it could be that sucks, him, man. man.
0: That is that is absolutely disappointing. I I, I hate to, I I hate to see injuries in sports, and especially with young kids. I hate to see that. You never want to see somebody get injured. Uh, Billy, on the golf front, Bubba Watson reportedly heading to the LIV Golf Tour, uh, expected to debut in Boston-based event later this summer. If Bubba goes to the LIV Tour, Billy. What do you think his number was? Now remember he's a two-time Masters champion, Bubba Watson. What do you think his number was to go to the LIV tour?
1: 100, 120, somewhere around there.
0: That's what I was thinking like one between 130 and 150. So, yeah, I think I think between 100 and 150, is probably a probably a pretty good pretty good number. Uh still no news on the Deshaun Watson front, man. What is taking so long for that judge up in Maine, Rhode Island, wherever she is, to come up with a verdict? Why is this I mean, like, we're, we're in training camp. Like, we, we the, the Browns have got to figure this out. Like, who is starting at quarterback for the Browns? Why is this judge dragging her feet and taking so long?
1: I don't know, but the longer it takes, the more confident I think that Sean Watson's uh, <clears throat> suspension is going to be very small.
0: Yeah, that's very positive. Poly- I came up with a scenario yesterday that's not going to happen, but it's fun to imagine. Uh, The Browns have a very good squad and putting Deshaun Watson on that team is just going to make it even better. Probably an AFC championship contender. So if Deshaun Watson's out for, you know, eight to 12 games, they're not going to have Jacoby Brissett come in and play quarterback. I wouldn't think for him. They're going to get a quarterback that is proven. Billy, I know a quarterback that is proven that right now is not playing football. He does have some Super Bowl wins under his belt and he only lives about two hours away from Cleveland. And he's an Ohio kid.
1: Mm. Yeah, I got nothing.
0: Mr. Ben Roethlisberger.
1: <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> that would be, that would be so Can you imagine if the Browns brought in Roethlisberger to play quarterback this year for him? The fans oh. would burn the city to the ground. That would be so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be great that would be one of the greatest things of all time in sports and today in 1994 baseball players decide to strike on august 12th 1994 the division the the decision was made today on july 28th in 1994 for the mlb strike billy do you remember the strike
1: i sort of remember it but not like oh, yeah. vividly i was, I was too yeah. young yeah i i I, at that point, I had already caught Braves Fever, and, you know, I was I was still young, like, but dear Lord, yeah. were oh, you, 17 or 18 now? <laughs> uh, no, I was <laughs> <Let's> see, <on. laughs> see, close to July of 94, I was not even nine yet, so, so I was eight. Yeah, I was. I was that's like, that's prime, uh, that's prime uh,
0: uh, kid era. Bill, you got anything else to add today, man? All right, let's get out of here on a throwback Thursday. Everybody have a fantastic day today. Remember, we're only a couple hours away from Friday. We have high school sports uh, playing this week and really starting up in full force next week. We will see you all tomorrow, Friday morning, same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Shake them! Shake your neighbors!